willkommen zu einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to The Canadian Wants to Know Podcast. On this episode, I will tell you about how I learned German. This is a podcast for English learners, but the challenges I faced apply to anyone trying to improve their English skills. I'll tell you about the obstacles I faced, but also what ultimately worked for me. And today I have a special guest, the person who witnessed the ups and downs of my language journey, my wife, Jennifer. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you, George, for inviting me. And hello, everyone. And Yes, I am the reason that George ended up in Germany. Yes, I am in Germany because of a German woman. That's the reason. Uh, whenever I meet a, uh, someone here in Germany for the first time, they always ask me, oh, where, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Canada. And they say, wow, if you come from such a beautiful country, what are you doing here in Germany? And my answer is because I fell in love. <laughs> I Love makes you do crazy things sometimes and love brought me across the ocean here to Germany. And my journey begins in February of 2016. Yeah, that's when you finally moved to Germany, when we were able to be together. And that's also when your language challenge, we can say, started. So when I remember correctly, in the beginning, you really, really tried to make an effort to learn this, this, this language. What was your expectation of yourself with regards to your language process, progress? I think my expectations were rather unrealistic at the beginning. I thought that it would be fairly easy to learn. Mm. Um, so what I did is I got some German books And I would spend hours and hours in front of these books, just reading them, trying to do a couple exercises here and there. And at the end of the day, you would ask me, so George, what, what did you learn today? And I couldn't remember. My mind was just so overwhelmed. I couldn't remember anything <laughs> that I had learned. I remember it was sometimes six hours that you were just sitting at the desk and trying to put these information, this information into your head. But yeah, you were very frustrated rather quickly, I remember. Yeah, I don't think I enjoyed that at all. So I put so much pressure on myself mm -hmm. at the beginning to learn as much as I could that the, the process became a burden for me, right? A burden is a belastung, if yeah. I'm not mi mm -hmm. mistaken. And that's what this uh, this journey became to me. Uh, I would compare it, now that I think about it, I would compare it to eating way too much at one meal, right? You put so much food into your stomach that then you really have a bad stomach ache and you can't digest and you don't feel good at all. But if you spread the meals throughout the day and you have three nice light meals... You feel good throughout the whole day. And I think that was a big problem. You just put so much information into your mind and you only used one method. I remember you only applied the method of reading books, like studying grammar and trying to put this grammar into your mind. But 
Do you remember whether you used different methods, different systems? No, you're right. That That's exactly what happened is I focused too much on that one method. I didn't speak at all mm -hmm. because I was afraid mm -hmm. <laughs> of speaking. I didn't really do any listening exercises and a little bit of writing, but it was mostly just passively taking in information. So definitely that was a big mistake that I tried to do too much of one thing. Because you tried to become perfect and you thought by just learning grammar, you would become perfect. And once you are perfect, then you could start speaking. That was your thinking. That right? was my thinking. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah. So I had put a lot of pressure on myself. I thought, okay, I'm just going to do as much as I can in such a short period of time. And then I can go out, I can talk to people, and then people will be impressed mm -hmm. by my abilities. And that, that was a, a big mistake. So what were your first experiences when we actually were in social settings where you encountered native speakers and where you were forced to speak? I think, again, we have to go back to these expectations. Mm -hmm. um, so... At the wedding, I remember meeting some of your friends from university and they were all very open and friendly and, and everything was like, oh, wow, you know, people here are super open and friendly and this is going to be great. Uh, but then when we enter just regular, the regular routine of life and we would meet up with people, I found that people were rather shy to, to speak to me in English and they would prefer to speak in German, but because I couldn't communicate in German... I often found that I was alone and I didn't really have opportunities to speak to people. So I was quite uncomfortable. In many situations, I was uncomfortable. I felt out of place. I felt like I didn't belong. And what do you think was the reason that you didn't speak to them in German? My fear of making mistakes, of looking stupid. Mm. And yeah. So I think maybe they sensed that I was uncomfortable, so they also didn't try to approach me. I think it was definitely on, on both sides. I didn't really make the effort to go out and, and, and have a conversation with people, so then people left me alone. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, this method of just, let's call it binge learning, right? You didn't keep that up for too long, didn't you? No, I, th I was only able to do that for a couple of weeks before I finally gave up. Because I said, okay, why am I making such a effort? But then when I go out, I can't communicate. People don't talk to me. So... And you don't understand. That's And I don't understand. If people talk to you, you didn't yeah, understand. Even, even if people spoke to me. Or I would be in these social settings where yeah, several people were speaking in German to each other and it was just too fast. It was too fast. So I quit and, and I said, okay, Jennifer, I don't want to go into situations where people are speaking German all the time and I don't understand, which was very irrational. But that's the point I came to. I was just completely disappointed Of yourself and of the situations that came up. Mm -hmm. I think what we discovered later, right, is 
what you could have done is still make an effort to listen to conversations, even without understanding. That's something that I experienced in my um, learning journey of Spanish when I lived in Costa Rica for a year. I couldn't understand anything when I arrived. But there we actually um, were in, in many settings often where I just was forced to listen to the language even though I didn't understand anything. But it helped me so much, even though I didn't know what people spoke about, but it helped me to to kind of get an idea of how the language is supposed to sound like. So instead of, um, that's, some, that's an advice I would give to everyone out there who's, who struggles to understand, still make the effort to listen because it does something to your brain. There are synapses that get created, you get used to the sound of the language and that later, when you are actually able to form sentences, will help you to have a better pronunciation. No, that's a really great advice. I I remember uh, I, I, we came to a point where if people were speaking in German and they weren't speaking directly to me, I would zone out. So that means that my mind would go away into the clouds. And I remember you would look at me and say, no, no, George, <laughs> pay attention. And that was really, really necessary. Because you need to get your ear accustomed to the sounds of the language, even if you don't understand everything, but your ear, little by little, starts to pay attention to tones of voice. So don't get frustrated, especially when you start listening to native speakers, you won't understand. It's important to have realistic expectations of yourself. So don't expect that you go into a setting after a couple months of learning a new language and expect yourself to now understand everything and be able to communicate. No, take it one step at a time and try to listen knowingly that with time you will be able to communicate. And it is part of the process. Exactly. So it's this slow and steady wins the race. I love to say that <laughs> all the time, right? It's just one step at a time. Don't try to run before you learn how to crawl. Basically, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happened is I had about a, a one-year period where I didn't want to speak German. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go into social settings where people spoke German. What was that like for you? Well, that was extremely difficult, of course, because I know what a social creature you are and that you need human interactions. You really love to get to know new people and get to know them and their personalities. And for you now to be so limited in your abilities that was very challenging but i also realized that there because of the frustration that you experienced there was a fear within you of making mistakes of exposing yourself right of maybe even being looked down upon that created a barrier that needed time it needed time for healing right so i hope i didn't push you too much in that time i don't I really didn't want to do that. But I think to everyone who's learning a language out there, I would say try that if you have these feelings, try to remember that it's just a feeling, right? And feelings can be overcome by actions. So even though you had a bad experience with one person and maybe there was even someone who did laugh at you for making a pronunciation mistake or a grammar mistake, There will always be people in your life that you will meet that try to encourage you and that um, will understand that making mistakes is part of the 
the journey. So when you understand that, that making mistakes is part of the journey, this can really help you to say, okay, you know what? I make mistakes, but I know I'm in the process. And as you said, slow and steady wins the race. With time, I will reach my goal. Yeah, there's this psychological effect that happens that nine people can say, wow, great job, you did well. And then there's that one person who is negative and the mind just automatically remembers that negative experience. And we need to find a way to overcome that feeling and that focus on the negativity and focus more on what are the positive aspects of this journey. Yeah. Uh, so what happened? So I, I have one whole year where I don't want to communicate in German. I don't want to be around. I don't want to be in social settings with uh, where people speak German. And how is it that now, five years later, <laughs> I'm still living in Germany and I now speak German? Do you remember what happened, Jen? Well, your love for the mountains brought us to the Black Forest, where we currently live, since the beginning of 2018. And you kind of took this as a step for a restart, right? You said, okay, new people, new environment, let me try again, right? This mm -hmm. is what broke down the barrier. And you, you changed your mindset. And that is so important. And, you know, we don't need to change our environment we don't need to move in order to change our mindset we just need to realize that the limitations are not with the people around us but they're within ourselves so when you realize i need to change my attitude and my systems and i know that right now you will also speak about the systems that then you started to implement that is a way of making progress and then of seeing results which will in turn motivate you to continue Yes. Uh, someone once said, if you are unhappy, change, change your situation. And if you can't change your situation, then change your mind. And I think that's what I had to come to, to realize that I needed to change my negative mindset towards the German language. And when I was able to do that and, and discover a positive reason to learn the language, Because that was the mistake. At the beginning, it was I was learning based on pressure. Right? So my motivation was quite negative. It was not a positive mm. motivation. But when you I just wanted to learn because you wanted to speak German, but it was not because you wanted to enjoy the process. No, I just wanted to reach the end. Mm. I just wanted to reach that finish line and say, look what I've done. Mm. Um, and, and that was not helpful. But when we moved down to the south... I, I got this desire. Yes, I, I, I love this region and I want to become a member of society where we live. And that means that I, that I want to engage and communicate. So what I did is I created something called the Freiburg 100 list. And I determined that within the first 90 days of living here, I wanted to meet 100 people, right? So before I was so afraid of speaking to people, but then we, we moved to the South. I said, I want to speak, even if that means that I will be in uncomfortable situations sometimes. So you changed your method. You said, okay, I cannot be focused on books because what I want, my why is 
to be able to communicate because you want to communicate, which yes. is probably the reason for most people learning a new language. They need to communicate, whether it's in their job or in school or with friends that live abroad, maybe. So your why became, I want to be able to communicate. And then you had to change your methods based on your why, right? Mm -hmm. So you said, okay, if that's my goal, then speaking needs to be the biggest part of my learning process. Exactly. So that's what I did. I looked for opportunities to meet new people, to talk with people as much as I could. So every day I always had, I had a new activity. I had new people to meet, new places to go. And within those 90 days, I met 100 Germans. And we were also quite lucky because we were living in, in Vauban, which is a, a, a district of the city of Freiburg, which has an alternative feel. Neighbors talk to each other. We, we would have lunch with our neighbors. Once a week. Once yeah. a week. With German neighbors. With German mm. neighbors. And that was really great because it, it allowed me to come out of my comfort zone. My comfort zone. <laughs> and I also requested from, from Doris in particular, who was um, the German woman that in whose house we lived, And I asked her, can you please correct some of my mistakes? And she was very, very nice about it. She was very helpful and said, oh, no, George, it's not like this. It's like that. And that began my process towards learning. That is interesting that you say that because it shows that only by making mistakes, we are able to improve. If we are afraid of making mistakes and don't say anything, we will not be able to improve. So you saying something that was wrong allowed for another person to tell you the correct way of speaking. And instead of you being offended by it, you took it now as a way, oh, thank you, now I know, right? So that's the little next baby step that you took. Now I know this word or now I know how to say this properly. So that is how day by day you can improve. And for everyone who has not the chance to be surrounded by native speakers a lot, what nowadays we can do is find a, um, George, please help me with the word, a tandem partner. A tandem partner. There are great ways online where you can look for native speaking tandem partners. You teach them your language and they teach you their language and it's all for free because you help one another. And that helps you to engage with a native speaker who will correct your mistakes, but it's a nice setting and it's a, um, a safe environment where you will be you will feel free to express yourself mm -hmm. so yes that that was what worked in my interactions with doris in particular is i felt that she really wanted to help me and because of it i felt safe to make those mistakes uh, i remember at the beginning i was so afraid of certain pronunciation Mm -hmm. There are yeah, you some words, with certain words, yeah. Sounds like this sound and, <laughs> and oh. like Eichhörnchen. <laughs> I, oh, Germans! Oh, George, can you say Eichhörnchen? <laughs> it was so hard, and because I couldn't make those mm -hmm. sounds, I just said no. I'm not even going to try. But when I got help from Germans who who decided, oh, George, I want to help you, and and they were very supportive then I 
practiced and practiced and practiced. And I asked, did I say it correctly? Especially with you. Mm -hmm. I said, Jen, listen to my pronunciation. And I would read a, a phrase and then, did I say that correctly? Mm -hmm. And little by little, I worked on that pronunciation, but no longer with this fear of making mistakes. And there's also something that I would recommend to everyone who doesn't have the chance to speak to native uh, speakers on a consistent basis. Nowadays, you can just look up words on the on the internet and click on the little microphone. It will and it will give you the pronunciation. I do that uh, still with Spanish, where sometimes I don't know how to pronounce a word, but then I just go on on different pages and allow the machine to tell me how to pronounce it. So that's also a way where you can repetitively learn words and phrases. I would recommend the, the, the website collinsdictionary.com. Oh, maybe you can put this in the... I will put that in the show notes. Mm. You can get the pronunciation in British and American English. Right? And there is a, an analogy that I, I, I love to tell my students nowadays When a child is learning how to walk, he falls down. It's very natural. Children, as they learn to walk, they fall down. And imagine a child were to say, oh, you know what? This is too complicated. I'm never going to learn how to walk. I'm just going to crawl for the rest of my life. That would be crazy. But obviously what a child does is he gets back up and tries again. And over time, before you know it, they're running around the house and you can't even stop them anymore. <laughs> and that's the same process that we need to go through with language learning. We have to be okay with falling down and getting back up, falling down, getting back up, making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And before you know it, you're going to be walking. And that's something that we adults really can learn from children, not to put our ego in the way of learning something beautiful and of making progress and of actually reaching goals, right? Because a child doesn't think of the goal, it thinks of the process. Like it just, it, it, I don't think it thinks of the process, but it's engaged in the process, right? It just keeps trying and keeps trying and eventually it gets there. So that's the same with us. When we start to learn a language, we are children and we just need to accept that. And children make mistakes, children fall down, so do we, and it's okay. But the point is, getting back up yes it's the, the ego many times it gets the better of us mm -hmm. that means that it defeats us that we're not able to overcome it but if we're able to put that to a side for a second and say hey you know what yes i am good at many other things but in this one area i want to focus on and make it better and i will have to start from the beginning And we are back at the point of mindset. So the mindset plays a big role also in language learning. I would say it's probably one of the most important goal, uh, ways to improve is being able to learn from a more positive mindset instead of putting pressure on yourself and being negative about it. And I think that's what many people don't really think about, right? When I think about language learning or when I used to think about language learning, I always thought of, okay, I need these books, I need... This grammar lesson, right? I need to study hard. But it is a lot about mindset. And as you said, different using different methods, different channels, exposing yourself to different types of content. It's not just one way. 
and yeah stay positive throughout the process exactly so positive mindset that plays the biggest role at the beginning it builds the foundation on which everything else can build right so if you have the foundation the, the right mindset then you can focus on pronunciation and grammar and vocabulary but that's the starting point right okay so maybe i can do a little bit of a recap of um, some of these lessons these takeaways that first one was slow and steady wins the race i tried to do too much at the beginning and i burned out as a result Would you say that it's important to engage with the language on a daily basis? Yes. Even if it's only for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day is better than nothing. And it's better than trying to do five hours every day for two weeks and then quitting. So uh, there's an application called Duolingo. And I do my exercises on Duolingo every single day for about five to 10 minutes. And I've been doing this for the last 1,200 days. And it has taught you quite a lot. I would, I... I would say that's one of the ways in which I've been able to develop my vocabulary the most. Right? And that's great for everyone to know because if you don't have too much time, don't put the pressure on yourself and say, oh, because I don't have three hours a day, I, don't, I can't even start. No, you can start. With 10 minutes a day, you can start and you will see results little by little slow and steady wins the race exactly the second one if i could go back i would change the fact that i gave up so quickly that i allowed these initial obstacles to defeat me and as a language learner you will face these obstacles there will be days where you say I just don't understand. Nothing is sticking in my mind. Just continue. Right? Don't allow that to just to defeat you. It's actually interesting because when you memorize words, the brain basically puts them in store throughout the night when you sleep. Then at the point when you stop memorizing, when it gets rest, and now it has time to really bring all the information together. So sometimes it takes, you need a couple days and then you will remember the words that you learned three days ago. It's very fascinating. But that's also part of it. Give yourself that time. It's called space repetition <laughs> for those science nerds out there. Uh, the other lesson was with regards to finding a positive why. I, when we moved to the South, I got this new desire to learn German and I thought about it in a more positive way and that pushed me forward. So I would encourage you all to discover a reason why you want to learn the language and make it a positive reason. No? And the next one, which is a very important one, is develop a plan. Right? If you don't have a strategy or a plan, you're not going to stay consistent with it. So you need to write it down, write down, okay, on this day, I'm going to do some reading or I'm going to listen to one podcast and make a daily plan, a weekly plan. If you write it down, you are more likely to actually follow through. To follow through means to actually do it. Yeah. 
So develop a plan. And choose content that is relevant to you. Right? Choose podcasts that will help you, that will that the topics that you're interested in, because that also keeps you motivated and it makes the learning experience much more enjoyable. So make the content relevant to you. Yeah. And the fifth takeaway, and this is the biggest one I want you to remember. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes. Even I make mistakes. <laughs> and that's okay. It's only by making mistakes that we learn how to do things properly and we can do it better the next time. Is there any final takeaway that you would like to leave people with? Enjoy the process. Don't be discouraged. And always remember that the process itself can be enjoyable. It's not just about the end goal. You will reach the end goal. Don't worry about it. Just do the things you need to do every day, every day a little bit, and you'll get there. Enjoy the journey. That's something I'm trying to learn in every other aspect of my life. Not being so focused on the end goal, but focusing on the daily tasks that I do that will ultimately help me reach that end goal. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. And if you're interested in improving your business English, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Canadian Wants to Know. I share videos every Thursday. Thank you, Jennifer, for making the time to sit down with me. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.